All right, listeners, welcome to Crypto and Grill. Welcome back. This is uh, Geordie Shaw, season nine. Um, we have got, <laughs> we have got. Uh, no, I'm, I'm joking, guys. Um, so this is uh, Crypto and Grill, Crypto Dantes here. We've got Stig of the Pump, and we've got our first ever guest. Say hello and introduce oh, yourself. I feel feel quite honoured. I'm the first time losing your virginity here, lads. We well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Dante's did, actually, quite frankly. <laughs> well, you still look like a couple of virgin lads after I've seen you there. Bart, I know I did it in my picture. Bart. Night, night on the town, we'll get you as a lead. So, hello, I'm Aaron, uh, Aaron Crypto. You've probably seen us later on around Ollie245's chat room. Uh, I'm a software developer. Uh, I'm from Newcastle, if you can tell. Uh, and basically, I'm a cyber security officer for one of the biggest financial investment firms outside of London. And I spend all day basically finding security vulnerabilities, researching, spending some time in the chat room, abusing people about credits. Uh, and I've been in <laughs> blockchain since December. I was at uh, December FOMO MoFo, and I uh, bought Ripple at the all time high because I thought it was a good coin. But it is a good coin. It's decentralized. It's a good coin now. Yeah, it thought it was going to make us a thousand pound in a week. Uh, Got the entire dev team buying it. And uh, well, it's all went downhill from then. Do you speak to them? Do you still see them or do you have to dial in from uh, home now? Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't mention it now, really. So, uh, but what we we'll also do uh, every month, instead of putting like a syndicate lottery on, uh, we would do a crypto ICO lottery. So basically, we'll just find a, a random ICO and we'll all put money into that. Uh, so we've actually made more money than what we did buying lottery tickets. So it's going well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, nice what nice Aaron crypto so um so we uh so we 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 found you in the depths of um of a group that um myself and Stig are in um this was in um so we joined this group in uh, a while back now maybe january time um that it was set up it was ollie 245 uh, shout out to ollie 245 for setting the group up um so this 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 guy was just um chatting on twitter and giving a load of uh, information about crypto his top picks etc etc and i think a few people said look get a chat room going so he set this telegram up and um we joined and um yeah it was, it's been a really good community it's mainly uk uk based and as we said in the last episode it's really disappointing that there's so many liverpool fans in there but um but you know if you, at least if you, you don't have to hear them <laughs> exactly or see them you know what, that is the one benefit isn't it um but yeah the uh, the liverpool chat aside it's a really great group um and you know if if you want to join then then come and uh, and jump in but um yeah everyone's doing different um, bits of research there's different projects that people love there's different projects that people hate 
a lot of good debates going on and uh, amongst the melee we um we found aaron crypto who has got um an incredibly sharp tongue on him is not shy for uh, shy of shutting people down um and uh, is uh, is also got some brilliant, some of the best ta that i've ever seen um and we'll uh, we might post a link to that uh, on a separate uh, a separate forum separate channel well, um, we'll and we invited the man on. <laughs> we invited yeah, him on yeah. himself <laughs> to talk about security. So what we wanted to go through in the next half an hour is um, is security and wallets uh, predominantly. Um, how safe is crypto? How safe are blockchains as a core technology? Um, and what Aaron has learned in the space. So um, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's go for it. Aaron, you. You've given us a quick intro uh, about your yourself there. What's your what what a bit more about your background? What's your um, you know what's your trade and how did you get into uh, into blockchain technology? What's your uh, skill set? Well, basically, I'm a software developer. Uh, so, and I've always liked cybersecurity, and like part of cybersecurity is crypto, and not actually the co- the currency, like cryptography, like actually like doing like uh, encryption and stuff like that. And being a new technology uh, that was up and coming, I saw how much money people were making and I thought I need to get in on that. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I seen everything happening in December and jumped on board after telling everyone that it was a scam for however long and you shouldn't be in. And then basically every day since then, I've just been learning how to say build the app. So if you have to build a D app, I've been building a blockchain app for work because we want to actually use it and utilize the blockchain for audits and stuff like that. So I've had to learn pretty much the whole process of how to like build a D app from the architecture of how a blockchain works uh, to actually building in solidity and getting all of that working. So I've I've had a good in-depth dive of how it actually all works in the past however many months since january uh have you, have you been in. building that on ethereum uh, so what we use is well yes it's in ethereum so i started off just using the standard ethereum uh, client and then basically we moved into azure so azure now basically everything i learned i didn't need to learn it i can just now click on a button and have a whole network of uh, ethereum set up yeah. with miners and all of that sort of stuff and then basically just drop the smart contract on top of that uh, so that's how i've learned the majority of stuff about how actually blockchains work and everything behind it was just basically doing a bit of work finding it really interesting and once i find it interesting i'll just consume as much as i can about it really watch youtube videos read books and then eventually build stuff on it really so yeah so we're quite big on uh, on education and resources i think we, you know, we just finished up our, our episode uh, last week on you know look you've got to you've got to, you got to really understand this space not in not in absolute detail but even if you know you owe it to yourself to understand what a blockchain is and at least what uh, yep. what underpins bitcoin um at ideally an economic level and a technology level just so that you can avoid getting mm. scammed and, and avoid the, some of the real big mistakes. Um, so, so, yeah, that's that's one of the things that we keep uh, keep pushing on people as well. Um, well it's understanding finance as well, being in yeah. the finance industry. I, I delved a lot in how money works and, Christ, I was shocked. Like, if people knew how money worked, you know, there'd be riots on the street because you just print it you know it's just you just make it out of thin air and understanding that concept you then realize this sort of uh, economy can at last like yeah fractional reserve banking yeah yes 
we just recorded something and we're pointing out all of the issues that have been going on in Turkey at the moment. And although it's a balancing yeah. act, it's that it's the same kind of issue. Um, so why you, yeah, you, you touched on something there, actually, which is really, really fundamental and important to this space, which actually we probably not touched on enough, is the sort of cryptology, the cryptography that sits behind this all. Uh, could you just give a really brief explanation as to kind of what that is, but also how, uh, what that means and how you kind of got into that space as well? Because I know it's a real fundamental of the technology, but probably quite a few people who hopefully will be listening to this won't. Well, to start off, there is no wallet. So people, when they're seeing like, cryptography, it's it's all about, crypt- I can't even say the word, cryptography. Cryptography. Um, Cryptography, yes, that's the one. Uh, all you see is your public address and you have no idea of like, what it actually means well it started off as a seed phrase so it's like 20 random characters uh which is then passed into a function uh a hashing function that well a cryptographic function which basically turns that into a private key from that that private key you can then pass that into another function which then gets your public key so when you are sending money from one wallet to another, all you're doing is basically stating on the blockchain that something has moved from point A, your wallet, your account, to point B, to their wallet. If it then remains in point B and doesn't go to point C, that state will always be in their wallet, essentially. And the only way you can move coins and tokens uh, by using the encryption is by using your private key. So this is why it's vitally important that you have private key. It's the most, you need to keep this secure. If you lose your private key, you lose your coins. Uh, I've, so I've, what, got a guilty, I've got a guilty confession about this. So I, I, was one of, I signed up to the Ripple uh, thing when it first launched and I got a free allocation of Ripple. Uh, yeah. I lost my private key. Uh, you see, and this is money. one of the, the rookie mistakes that everyone makes. Yeah. Uh, it's the fact that they don't back up stuff. Uh, and the first rule with backups is two is one and one is none. So if you only have one backup and you lose it, that's it. You need two backups, if not three. So what I always recommend people do is whenever you create your wallet, you know, you get your seed, is that you back it up onto a device that y- you trust uh, that doesn't connect to the internet or anything like that. Uh, and then give one to your parents, mm. keep one in your house, and give one to your brother. And obviously that USB stick would be encrypted. You would have a password on. But if your house was to burn down, you get robbed, or the device breaks, you've got a backup. And the whole security can rely on just a piece of paper. You don't need a hardware wallet. Yeah. Hardware wallets are prone not only to attack, but to breaking. I've heard enough stories about someone plugging that, that device in and then it not working. Or it's it's a different account now it's it's had a firmware update at the end of the day all you need to do is keep that private key secure you keep that yeah. private key secure your money is going nowhere it's impossible to generate a private key it's pro- it's impossible to guess it uh, if it's generated correctly uh, there was a hack a while back i think it was with iota and they actually asked you to create your own key uh, get your own seed so basically your 20 random characters uh, and what people were doing was going on this website, generate them, and then a, a hacker came along and went, hmm, there's a pattern to all of these key generations, and was able to brute force it and basically guess everyone's uh, seed phrases, and then he went on the network and stole everyone's money because uh, wow. it, the insecurity created a, 
a wallet, essentially. And if you've not seen the article, uh, I've sent it around the chat room a few times. We'll go into about how to create a wallet securely. Uh, and basically, you want to use a Linux box, a Linux machine, and you want to have it solely for crypto. Mm-hmm. Windows, basically, is so easy to get malware on your PC and steal your keys. A website you, you, you browse can have a payload in it, download on your PC, it steals your keys, it, it, and it can happen in a matter of minutes. If you use a Linux box, it's uh, a lot more secure. There's not as much malware targeting that. And if you only ever use that laptop for connecting to Mew and sending out the the broadcast to the network to say, move my coins from A to B, you know 100% certain that your money isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, and always do everything in a like a local setting. So if you ever access Mew, don't go via the website. I was telling people don't use the website, and then it got hacked. Literally a, a week later, it was a DNS hack where your traffic was rerouted and everything was stolen. Yeah. Uh, so always always and, download. And Mew just went just for those that don't know what that means. That's M E W. So that's My Ether Wallet, um, which is. I think something that we've mentioned before, which is basically where uh, anything on um, uh, that's an ERC20 token can be stored. So any of those ICOs or majority of the shit coins that are out there, um, you can transfer to Mew and, and store. But um, your article, we've tweeted it before. We'll keep uh, we'll keep retweeting it and, and giving it a bit of um, um, visibility. But we'll yeah, keep, it's, we a, do, we'll it's a good it, read. We'll pin it on the crypto world Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good read. It's uh, it's essential and it does. And so so. And, so brings me on to a side question here what do you think so crypto in general it's early days it's you know it's clearly going to transform the world as we know it but how is it going to address some of the adoption challenges when everything that you've just said there sounds pretty scary to to newbie most people won't know what linux is most people won't know what a dns attack is you know what we need is plug and play easy to use secure some sort of sense of security do you think that we'll ever get away from um centralized authorities like banks looking after your money or and and, because otherwise people are going to have to be responsible for all their own money and their private keys um is there an easy way around this or is it just a challenge that the space in your view has got to address as a whole i think it'll run in parallel uh there's nothing having you two sets of money really like is the governments will never want to lose control like at the end of the day they whoever controls the money controls the power you know uh so they will not get rid of fiat currencies uh i don't believe there will be like one global world currency because as you've seen with Brexit, people are trying to move away from globalization. So I cannot say everyone using one currency, but I can see the technology advancing to where it's easy enough on your mobile phone. The technology will advance in the next five years where it is so secure that you will be able to just walk about with your mobile phone and go to a cash machine and just tap next to it and it'll be instant. Uh, it's just we're just at such an early stage. It's it's mm. the DARPA of the internet. You know, it's you don't even know what crypto can become or the blockchain, using the blockchain. Uh, but I think it'll run in parallel and it'll be all down to hardware wallets and like credit card style uh, machines, which will work just the same as you put your, your chip and pin in. Yeah. Uh, it'll be it, no it, different. It is interesting because it, it, sort of reflecting how complicated the security stuff is around... 
uh, crypto especially, it does make you think it's like going to a cash point or spending money in a shop is so simple. It's got to be immensely unsecure. And it does make you as an individual question, actually, what are the security of going to a bank account, sticking a card in, tapping a pin? When you have to I mean, if you knew, you wouldn't use any of the systems. (laughs) 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 So, like, I think JP Morgan was getting hacked for millions and millions. Don't quote us on this. uh, Uh And they were losing millions. They turned around and and basically said, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's going to cost for 10 million. We're making 50 billion profit. I'm not bothered about a 10 million going missing. So it's risk versus reward as well. So these companies are making so much money you lose in your bank account you know they're not really that fussed they can just take it out of another pot and pay yeah. you back you know it's it's no skin off their nose it is Whereas to you and the... me yeah with kind right. of access with bank accounts but to these big institutions you know you, you're just another number uh so that they, they're getting their big bonuses making money whatnot the, the rcqr systems don't get us wrong but Nothing is unhackable, regardless of what McCaffrey says and <laughs> however high he is when he says it. Like, uh, it's nothing is unhackable. And you say that to the internet, you're going to get the smartest minds go. I'm going to prove you wrong. Challenge, you, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. I'm yeah. not even bothered about the two hundred and fifty thousand pound that you're offered. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to prove you wrong. And yeah. in the, the it was a the new Bitfire or something like that. Bitfire the most recent wallet, wallet yeah, the unhackable yeah, the wallet. It took, it took them a week and they fully rooted it. You could play a Doom on it. You could intercept the traffic. The keys were stored in plain, uh, plain text in the, uh, the device. All you had to do if you wanted to hack anyone's like, data, essentially, is it's a man in the middle. You would just basically take that device and root it and send it to the person. Yeah. And that, that's it. Uh, to say, oh, well, that's not a hacking method, blah, blah, blah. To have full root access on your machine, you cannot get any more hacked than that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So when you you hack on something, you're basically trying to get root root as the super user of your PC. It's like the admin's admin, yeah. uh, and that's what they got on the device. If you get that access on your device, you can implant anything you want. And, and, and they exactly gain what... they gain control of the keys today, to that the private yes, keys. Yeah, yeah, it was. So back to your memory, point. So. Back to your point earlier. Then, if you control the private keys, you control the money, which is yep. where the and risk of centralized exchanges comes in, because Coinbase and 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 other and Binance, you know, they hold the private keys effectively. So if they get hacked, your mm-hmm. coins are at risk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you don't have the private key, you don't have the money. Okay. As we said, as we said a couple of times, that's actually a really good segue into something that I think I certainly would be interested in discussing briefly, which is the difference between a centralized exchange and a decentralized exchange, and what the difference of those are, and what the potential security benefit is of one versus the other. Well, everything needs to be programmed. At the end of the day, a human's making whatever you're using. So, regardless if it's decentralized or centralized, at the end of the day, if the shoddy programming the shoddy programming. Uh, with a DEX, all you are doing is essentially it's what's known as an atomic swap. Uh, mm. You have an Ethereum. Well, we'll take Next. Or was it Neo? Uh, so one of them. Uh, the Next Exchange no, no, project. Switch, switch, no, it's Switcheroo. Is it? That, Switchio. That's the one. Switchio. Yeah, you basically put your private key in, and then the other user puts their private key in, and all the system does is basically does a transaction for you essentially yeah. but if any of that logic's wrong and you in that smart contract that's executing that 
you could just lose your coins just as easy. So all it's doing is taking a step away from someone controlling that, like Binance. Right. And uh, Binance is the dog's bollocks from what I've seen so far. They've got so many security systems in place. When shit goes down, it goes on lockdown. So when we had the API key hack uh, that happened right, with Binance yeah. where basically people were downloading a trading bot thinking we're going to be millionaires. Yeah, download an executable from a lad you don't know. Brilliant idea. <laughs> uh, was that you that who on, you set it up? Definitely. I've, I've, been, I've got all your private keys. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, and that's what you're doing really. You're, just, you're installing something that you have no idea what it's doing unless you decompile that code and review it. You're just trusting this person and you're executing that bit of code on your machine to send trades off. But when that happened, the orchestrated attack that was over with in a short period of time, Binance spotted it straight away, locked it down, and they kept everyone's money safe. The funds are safu, or however you, you say yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, but nice. They, they were able to, so you've got security that way as well. You know, so see if a decentralized exchange something went wrong, how do you then go about fixing it? Yeah, that's you great. know you kind of you kind of guarantee that that programming is going to be perfect every time. Uh, hackers will try and send random stuff to smart contracts uh, and try and edit stuff. If you look at IOTA, they actually their smart contract anyone could disable it because they didn't check the code yeah. well enough. So instead of just being the actual user, uh, the creator of the smart contract, anyone could disable it and it stopped people from transferring money around. So at the end of the day, regardless if it's centralized or decentralized, someone still has to write that code. It, it okay. doesn't just... I'm going to try and get in there before uh, Crypto Dantes does. So one of the questions that I have is, it sounds like this, the whole security space around crypto and digital assets is going to be a big talking point going forward. What is the kind of future of this space? Because as I see it, you talked about the JP Morgan instance. If yep. they lose 10 million pounds, fundamentally, they're just going to pay. And it was a thousand pounds. It was your money. They're just going to give you a thousand pounds and you're going to be none the wiser. When it's you peer to peer and it's your money and it's your money that you're losing with no assurances over it. How yep. how is this space going to provide that security going forward to individuals where where they can feel secure? So it's difficult because in a mutable blockchain, once the, the, the coins have transferred, the, there's no change in that state back to what it was. So that's the problem. Once you've lost your money, you've lost it. So it's you're either going down, I want the fully decentralized aspect of it. I want to control my own money. But in the same respect, I, I like the, the security and the peace of mind of being centralized. So it's it's trying to get a balance of it, really. Uh, but keeping your private keys secure should be easy as keeping your dick pics off the internet. You know, if you can manage <laughs> to do that, then you can manage to keep your private keys. You know, just don't do something stupid like stick them on Evernote. Like, <laughs> who in the right mind would, would stick it on, like, an online service? Like that? Ian Bellina. Who would do that? Who the most that? famous yeah, yeah. ICO shiller of all time. Ian Bellina. Yeah, yeah. Who would have yeah. thought? Someone else talking, talking about doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Bellina. So I've got a question uh, from what you've just said. Really interesting uh, hearing about that. Um, hacking interests me. How... Easy is it to <laughs> How hack do I do it? projects, and do do can it? I do it? Uh, yeah. So, no, 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 so yes. do you have experience? Have you done it? How easy is it? Yes. Should should people be worried at a personal level or at a project level? Say if they've invested in ICOs, 
what are your views? Yeah, yeah. Like the whole space is terrible at security, like really, really, really bad. Uh, and it and it's so easy to do. It it's easier for a software developer because I understand what it's actually doing behind the scenes. I understand what say SQL injection is or cross-site scripting is. I, I understand what it's actually firing off in the background and why it's a vulnerability. But you can go on YouTube and you can Google SQL map, uh, stick that in, and you can learn how to use a tool. Uh, so what I use is called Kali Linux. It's a Linux distro, which basically it's just all hacking tools. So anything you can think of to hack systems, someone cleverer than me has created a tool. So I don't have to do it manually. I can just use this and I can gain access that way. Uh, You've got the hackers you with Tommy Penknife, basically. Yes, that, that's exactly what Kali Linux is. It is just that, and anyone can use it. Uh, so if you remember a year back, Talk Talk was hacked. Uh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. It basically, everyone's data was stolen. And so how that happened was a, a kid had used uh, Kali Linux, he'd used SQL map, and he just got a URL. So say that URL of customer ID equals one, two, three, four, and that's your, your ID. If I ever see anything like that, the first thing I do is go one, two, three, five, mm. and see if I can bring someone else's data back in nine times out of 10. The system's basically just looking for that ID and returns the data. If that is a case and that vulnerability is there, all you do is take that URL, copy it and paste it into the, the tool, and it will hack for you. And that's how we got access to the systems. The vast majority of these systems that you see hacked or by kids that have zero knowledge. They've literally just downloaded Kali, watched some YouTube videos, and fired away. And that's how they get caught within like a day, because they've okay. literally done nothing to hide their IP address. But it, it's it, so it, easy to learn. It really shows the difference where I will look up YouTube videos on how to butcher meat, uh, and the kids are looking up YouTube videos on how to euphemism? personal data. <laughs> you know it is. You know it is. <laughs> Horrible thought. Horrible thought. <laughs> So, um, oh my God. have you ever hacked anything or butchered anything, any proverbial meat yourself, Aaron? Yeah, let's, 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 let's exchange the word hack <laughs> well, or butcher. Just before you come on, uh, so, yes, uh, so I was, basically I was doing a, an ICO, a recent ICO that's just launched. Apparently, Ian Bellina's best pick, it was a, a Hall of Fame superstar whatever he wants to call it. Uh, shame that actual um, developers weren't building this system because within <laughs> a couple of minutes uh, of me actually registering, I was able to get uh, basically full admin access. Uh, so I could become an admin. Uh, I noticed all of the passwords were stored in plain text. Uh, your whole user object was basically stored in the browser. So uh, I spotted that. Uh, Within a few minutes later, I found what's known as a cross-site scripting vulnerability, where I could basically execute code on other people's machines. Uh, so along with that, I had a couple of other little issues. Actually, what does that actually mean? What do, what do you mean by you could execute code? Does that basically mean you could just send commands to the computer? I could send it to the browser. I could make the browser do what I wanted, essentially. Uh, so what I, what I could have done, uh, because the passwords were stored in plain text, and there was a cross-site scripting vulnerability, is I could have sent a, a JavaScript file. I could have injected it into the page. And when the admin went on the page, I could have stole his, uh, his cookie and then just changed it with mine and then become him, logged in as him. And then whatever other functionality he had, I would have been able to get access to that. I didn't do that, but that's what I could have done. Like, 
Yeah. This is so where you basically could have waltzed in and stolen all the ICO funds, really. It wouldn't have took much to. I don't know about stealing the funds, but it, I could have progressed onto that uh, quite as easy. Uh, but I, what I could have done is basically compromised everyone's passwords, uh, and then I could have then logged in as them and stolen the the KYC information and the wallets addresses and stuff like that. Uh, if I wanted to, obviously I didn't. All it would have took is to actually execute the vulnerabilities, send a payload, and it would have happened. And I could have done that, but I basically kicked off on a Telegram, uh, <laughs> telling them that your system's insecure. Uh, yeah, instead, yeah. I, I, got, I got told that I was fudding, I was lying, and whatever. <laughs> so, uh, fudding, by the yeah. way, fudding, by the way, because I don't think we actually covered it as a term, is spreading fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah, FUD, FUD. acronym. Uh, it's, it's basically when you know what you're talking about and someone else doesn't, and they're like, nah, he's talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Credit is going to be $100. It's going to replace Bitcoin. And you're like, nah, mate. It's not going to. What do you mean? I've not... got like thousands of credits. Well, in hindsight, I wish I'd bought some. Like, And this is the problem with this space. Oh, no. Do not Scams pump the hardest. Yes. <laughs> Go, go with the ones that generate the most hype, you know. So, but with this one coin, uh, I, I won't name any names. Uh, well, I think you've guessed it. Uh, <laughs> but I basically told, that, well, the CEO messaged us, Saj. I mean, uh, someone else, uh, <laughs> and basically asked us what the vulnerabilities were. I sent him an email with everything that I could have done, and they went through and they fixed it. Yeah, so that's, I'll give them so that. that's quite good actually. That's at least you know, you've, yes. you've 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 t- you've done sort of something terrible, no, but that's... actually there's a good outcome. There's happy ending, and um, Stig, I know you more... love your happy endings. I do because damn it, you timed that well. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not the. Uh... It's also not the first time that's happened, actually. More and more, this crypto space is about helping not just new people get into it, but also new companies succeed. And we were we were, we were on a chat for a different group, uh, and today they've had all sorts of issues with time stamping of transactions that basically one miner took over the whole network. And it was a guy who was proving, much the same way that you've done, Aaron, is proving the faults in someone else's solution so that they can highlight them, so they can fix them and actually make these projects succeed. So, yes, there are lots of people doing it for... Uh, incorrect reasons, but there are also people doing it to kind of support the development of the technology and the ecosystem generally. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I do it for. It's not again. I'm not unethical, you know. Like, because at the end of the day, I'll get caught. I'm not that clever. Like, there's people <laughs> that are a lot cleverer than than me watching what people are doing, and you may think you can get away with it, but they will catch you at the end of the day. So, just give them an email saying, "Look, I've found this. Uh, can you please go back and fix it?" And depending on how they go about it. That's if you do responsible disclosure. So this is the first time I've like publicly spoke about it, apart from when I told you all on the chat room, like, well, <laughs> the second it happened. Lads, I've got access to it all. <laughs> Who wants these documents? <laughs> Who wants this Polish translation document? You know, like, uh, but basically I haven't released an article or anything yet saying, look, this is what I've done. This is what I could have achieved because I don't want to fud, you know, but... I do want to make sure that people are aware that these coins that are basically knocked up in an afternoon where someone's come on an idea and went, oh, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Does it need a blockchain? No, but we can raise an ICO, definitely. They'll basically get some uh, developers from a country, in a faraway country, 
they pay a lot less for and they'll knock it up in an afternoon and then you'll think oh well this this website looks cool you know that the ceo sounds mint but it's knocked up for like a tenner you know and it has oh, some good advisors they've got some good advisors that's always key oh, yeah oh definitely yeah floyd, yeah. Mo- floyd mayweather's bought in so it must be must be legit so <laughs> yeah oh, no you, you've got a good point there, though, but I, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we're going to have a session focusing on ICOs at some point. But I, I do feel that the space, um, I am pretty cynical and there is a lot of scammy behavior out there. But I also feel that there are just uh, well-meaning projects that are trying to change the space and trying to do something good. But they're just, um, you know, quality isn't there. Well, they haven't got the right people and, you know, they're trying to do it on uh, bootstrap. Um, and they're, they're trying they're, to rush it. Actually, they're trying to rush it, ICOs. yeah. And I think they're they're going. Yeah, yeah. They've seen the money, you know. They've seen these ICOs. And let's go now, and let's get tens of millions, and then we'll be able to fix all our flaws. And actually, you know, the damage is done up front. They're they're sort of de- um, discrediting themselves early. Um, and actually, they're all they're doing is they're a well-meaning project. They're trying to do something good that they they've thought through and and put into practice, but it hasn't. Um, hasn't transpired because they haven't had the resources time and they've just tried to have a bit of a quick cash grab even if they're not going to run away with it and you know i think you could take the argument that yeah it's a shame and you know maybe it just needed more time but there's also the counter argument say well if it's not good enough should they really deserve 10 million pounds of uh, loads of people's funds probably not um so i'm kind of split between these two Aaron, I've got a really important question you know when he does like long monologues like that do you just switch off like halfway through (laughs) Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 There's a certain hey. tempo. He's, He's blacked like out. He's blacked <laughs> out. He's gone. No, no, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, one thing that I well. wanted to ask, actually, if we've got noobs on the, on the line, so there's two questions I've got actually. Um, have you got any advice for noobs? Uh, so your top uh, top tips for people that are new to the space, uh, new to crypto, and also what about career advice? Have you got any advice for anyone that's interested in security in your line of work? Um, how to find out more? How to pursue a career in it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll start off with my top tip. So straight away, generate your keys offline. Like you are. Th- the whole point in cryptocurrency is you are the holder of your own money. If you're not creating your own keys and storing them securely, you're not the owner of your own money. Someone else will get a hold of it. So always, basically, if you're starting anything, do it on a secure laptop. It costs 100 to £200 to buy a second-hand laptop. It runs Linux. It literally runs on a potato. That's how easy it is to run. You don't need a powerful machine because it's not doing much in the background. So use a Linux machine. Download Maifa Wallet from github uh follow me article which will basically go through that and then generate your keys offline store them securely that's on a usb stick with a password protected or on a hardware wallet if you if you want to go down that route Uh, and back it up back your seeds up your seeds are your private keys Uh, make sure that they're backed up at least twice Two is one, one is none. Make sure you have at least two backups. Uh, never keep anything on an exchange unless you're trading. Uh, there's no point in having it there because, like we say, it's not your money if it's sitting on there. Uh, always use two-factor on everything. Do not have like just your email and password. It will be compromised in some way. Uh, there's a website called haveibeenpwned.com. Uh, if you go onto that website and put your email address in, it'll tell you if you've been in any breaches. Uh, and if you have, I recommend changing your passwords. Uh, using two-factor authentication, make sure you don't use SMS. 
SMS is insecure. You can do SIM card swaps where you can intercept that message and then basically log in as them. Use Google Authenticator or the like. Uh, don't trust anyone like in this space as well. Like Everyone's out to steal your money. <laughs> like you sending me 0.4 EFA, you're not going to get one back, mate. I'm just, you know, just going to keep your 0.14 EFA. Uh, don't do it. Be dubious of everyone, including me. Like, Do your research as well. Uh, but if you're unsure, ask. Because, oh, we don't have to ask. Just state the wrong answer on the internet, and I'll come and correct you. Or someone else will. <laughs> that, that's the one way if you want to find out the right answer of anything is post the wrong answer on the internet and someone will come along and say, well, actually, mate, you're talking shite. <laughs> nice. This is what it is. So always ask someone if you're unsure. Uh, cool. But yeah, keep everything backed up and keeping it away. For career advice. The security line, it, it, it's the, like computers is a big paradigm. There's so much that you can actually learn and, and do stuff. So I specialize more in web application hacking uh, in the like. So I'm looking for vulnerabilities in a website that you've built to then try and get access to the server. But you can do all sorts of stuff. All I can say is if you want to learn hacking, uh, there's a good tool called hackthebox.au. Uh, it's, you can pay £10 a month which I do, or you can do it for free. And what it does is basically you can log in and they've got all these virtual machines set up for you and you connect to them via a VPN. And what you can do is basically start hacking them and you can start looking at all these vulnerabilities and then trying to find them. Uh, and if you don't know how to find them, there's a video series uh, on YouTube uh, from IPsec and basically he just hacks all of the hack the box uh, virtual machines. And what he does is goes through and shows you what he's doing. Step by step, the methodology of scanning it, finding these hidden folders and files, going at the next step and the next step. And if you just keep watching these YouTube videos, understanding how actually system, like, systems are built, then in time, you can become a security like, person. I'm not an expert, yeah, like by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, but you've but built, built a good career what, out of it so far. And, and are, yeah, you able, yeah, are you able to talk a bit, just for a moment about what you're actually doing um, today at the moment in, in your career? Or is that all sort of top secret? Uh, so, except well, for, except so, for sitting on the loo training on Binance. Shit coins. Well, well, that's it. <laughs> selling shit coins while having a shit. Uh, <laughs> well, so we we'll have in our business, we we'll deal with like investments. So we we'll have all these systems that has personal information on how much you're worth and all that sort of stuff. So I can just spend my day uh, using the tools on Kali Linux, browsing through these different websites and, and testing stuff, having a look to see if I can find any vulnerabilities. Uh, what I also do is I'll monitor the network. We've got tools uh, that like dark trace and the like, where I can sit there and monitor the network, see if anything strange is going off, anyone's computer is doing something they shouldn't be doing. In the mornings, I'll check the firewalls and you'll see all the bots and requests that come in and how they're trying to get access to your systems. Uh, then I can be doing some reading. Uh, you need to keep up to date. Essentially, if you, there's a million viruses and vulnerabilities that are happening every day. You, you need to keep up to date with the latest thing. So it's it's not one set thing that you're doing, really. Uh, and then obviously, I, I help with the systems as well. I'll do tickets, fix bugs, uh, if there's any problems. And I'll train the staff on how to be secure, essentially. And what I'll do is we'll have a, a refresher's course, we'll have a, like a new starter's course, and I'll get them down and I'll hack 
in front of them or show them how easy it is. And basically, if I send you a PDF or a zip file, you click on it once and I've got full access to your PC. It's that easy. And I'm then no, I, I'm never them, opening anything from you ever. <laughs> well, mate, you're not the only person because no one does. And that's the problem with security. Like, and having the, the, the skill set that you do and the knowledge that you do. If anything goes wrong with your computer, they're like, Aaron, you know, what are you doing? You're like, something strange is here. How do you know that bit of information? And you're like, send a link. I'm not clicking on that. He has a document. No, I'm not opening that. <laughs> so it, it comes with the actual, with the job as well. People won't click on any links that, that you send them. Uh, and cool. that's what I train people to do is don't click on the fucking links, whatever you do. <laughs> if you're unsure of what it is, just send us an email and I'll click on it and I'll, set, I'll test it on my machine, on my virtual on my virtual machine to see if it is an actual virus or whatever. Uh, nice. And, and, I've been, and I've been, doing, ha- I've been hacking Aaron while he's been talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I says I'm using this virtual machine, so it, it, it's got no access to nothing, really. <laughs> um, uh, so... It's, uh, so uh, I'm going to sort of sum- I'm going to try and summarize there like three key takeaways that for uh, people who are listening to this. One, back up any private key. Do not store it anywhere other than somewhere that is offline. And whether that's on paper, so, whether it's on a USB, yes. just do that. Do not yes. share anything uh, with anyone. Do not trust anyone at all in the slightest. Uh, yeah. And always do your research. I think are my yeah, three yeah, key takeaways, which surprisingly is always. Uh, the th- main three takeaways that we have from most of these podcasts. Now, the most important point, Aaron, we'd like to talk to you about your proof of steak. Uh, we want to know what you like to grill. <laughs> so, <laughs> another euphemism. Uh, so, what is wrong I don't with really... you? <laughs> Dirty mind. So, I, when I do a lot of barbecues, it's, I'm usually out when I'm out camping. So, I, I don't really have a barbecue in the back garden. So, what I like to do is set up a nice fire. Uh, and cooking that way, I think, instantly adds flavour to anything that you cook. So me and my girlfriend will often go camping up Scotland uh, on the lakes. And what I'll do there is I'll make some homemade burgers, uh, loads of onions inside, uh, in the middle, whole load of cheese, wrap that in bacon, cheese on the top, and then basically just whack that in the, uh, in the fire, just on the top, on top of the grill, and let that just cook away there perfectly. And I tell you what, if you do that and you eat them burgers, you'll be able to spot any vulnerability in any system. <laughs> you'll have clear, clear eye focus. You'll be able to say, that's, that's vulnerable. I can hack that. Nice. Uh, and then once it's cooked, nice and cheesy in the middle. And then obviously the burgers I make are a bit too big. So my girlfriend always leaves us half. I, I do it on purpose. So I, I get twice as much. Uh, so... And she has uh, what these gluten intolerant problems, so she doesn't have any bread. So, <laughs> so nice. more for me, but no definitely home, homemade no. burgers. So your artery, your artery is a shot. Your cholesterol's to the roof, but you can hack the shit out of anything, and uh, yes, and you've got double double savings. All of our nice. identities and my passport and everything else while we've been yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, when you sent, when you rang us, I got all of that information off your PC already, lads. Like, <laughs> well, in that in that case, just it's, go check uh, your wallets. <laughs> it's probably best time we go. Yeah, go and check our accounts then. Cool. Well, Aaron, look, it's been Bro, great it's having you on. Anyway, so any uh, any fi- any final thoughts before we go from you, Stig? None for me. I think we I think this has been a, a very informative and a good first interview. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, Aaron, big oh, no, shout it's, out. It's been a pleasure. Uh, like I said, anytime. Uh, if any new information crops up, I'll keep you all informed. Uh, I shall be admin now, lads. I'm admin on the chat room, if you haven't noticed. 
Nice. Uh, is that for security oh. reasons? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you'll you'll see us there if you've got any questions. Anyone that's listening that are unsure, just just feel feel free to drop us a message. I'm always there to to give people a hand. Uh, and what I always tell everyone in any form of security is don't click on the fucking links. <laughs> like, <laughs> be careful of what you're doing online because all it takes is one click, and someone's got access to your PC. So. And it's over. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. This has awesome. been Crypto and Grill. I'm Crypto Dantes. I'm Sticker the Pump, and you are Aaron Crypto. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> See you soon. Goodbye from Jordy Shaw. Bye.